Welcome to Sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. Gospel according to St. John, the 16th chapter. Jesus said, A little while and you will see me no longer, and again a little while and you will see me. So some of his disciples said to one another, What is this that he says to us? A little while and you will not see me, and again a little while and you will see me, and because I am going to my Father? So they were saying, What does he mean by a little while? We do not know what he is talking about. Jesus knew that they wanted to ask him, so he said to them, Is this what you are asking yourselves, what I meant by saying, A little while and you will not see me? And again, a little while and you will see me? Truly, truly, I say to you, you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn into joy. When a woman is giving birth, she has sorrow because her hour has come. But when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. So also you have sorrow now, but I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. The old author C.S. Lewis, yes, C.S. Lewis once said this, I didn't go to religion to make me happy. I always knew a bottle of port would do that. If you want a religion to make you feel really comfortable and happy, I certainly don't recommend Christianity. Yes, my friends, if you want to feel really comfortable and to be very happy in this life under the sun, Christianity is not your cup of tea. We actually hear about this in our gospel reading from today. In the Gospel of John, Jesus tells us about three, yes, three different crosses. That is to say, he mentions his cross of suffering that he himself will go through. He then mentions the cross that the disciples will bear, and then he talks about the cross of all believers. Now, when we use the word cross, we are referring to the suffering and the pain that we receive as a result of being a Christian. These crosses can be things such as persecution, they can be pressure, they can be slander, accusations, attacks, and death itself. We receive these crosses, namely from the world and the devil himself. With this in mind, we must acknowledge that this life in this world that we live as a Christian is really not a long, pleasant walk on the beach. The world hated Jesus, and so it will hate you too. 
For example, the night that Jesus was arrested and crucified and buried, the disciples, they encountered sorrow and distress. They actually wept. These disciples, they felt pain. But the world? Well, the world rejoiced. You see, when the Christian is in sorrow, the world sings. In the deepest grief of a Christian, the world dances. And so as Christians, we must admit and understand that we are pilgrims in this hostile world. The world is not our home. We live in this world as strangers because the world is at war with Christ. Like oil and water, the world and Christ's kingdom cannot be blended together. They do not mix. They're not in harmony. They're on opposite sides of the fence. Now, you may be tempted to try and avoid this cross from the world and the devil. In fact, there are many ways in which we Christians try to do this. You see, when the cross of suffering comes... As a result of being a Christian, when that cross of suffering comes from the world and the devil itself, you may be tempted to alleviate that cross, that suffering, that pain, maybe by leaving the Christian church. You see, you may try to convince yourself that it is easier to be a happy pagan with a bottle of port than a suffering Christian with a cross. But what if you do not want to leave the church? Yes, what if you do not want to leave the church for the ease of paganism, but still want that comfort and happiness as a Christian? Well, there are about four options. Yes, about four. The first is that you could go the way of fleeing. That is flight. You know, you could run so far away that you are out of reach of those crosses of the world and the devil, or so you think. Perhaps you could withdraw in such a way that you are like the Amish. Or maybe you could develop your own compound with barbed wire fences to keep the devil and the world at bay. Or maybe you could snap your fingers and run away in your mind to pretend that it is the wholesome 1960s again where everything is supposedly happy and comfortable. No crosses. On the other hand, instead of going the way of fleeing, you could go the way of fighting Yes, in the second option, you could fight the culture of the world by becoming a cultural warrior. In the second option, maybe you could fight hard enough against that culture of the world and the devil so that the culture and the world and the devil would not have enough energy to retaliate against you with crosses, thus granting you happiness and comfort. Now, both of these options seem to have somewhat of a Potential. However, at a closer look, fleeing and running away from crosses or fighting a cross always demands more energy than we would think. And frankly, both of these options are quite silly because they do not work. They do not work in avoiding the suffering of the cross. Because both of these ways go the way of unbelief and not faith and trust. There's a third option, an option that is fairly popular in our day and age. That option is this, is to modernize Jesus and his teachings, to get Christianity with the times, so they say. That is to say, if the teachings of Christianity are changed, they can maybe become easier to swallow so that everyone in the world will like the church. 
You know, get rid of any of those teachings that would be offensive or intolerant or exclusive. And in so doing, while the world will no longer give out crosses to so-called backwards Christians. And as long as the teachings of the church are changed to avoid crosses from the world, other things can be changed as well. For example, the architecture of the church can be modernized to look like a Marcus movie theater. Vestments of clergy, they should be exchanged with clothes from Abercrombie and Fitch. Lyrics from church songs that sound different from the world, well, they need to be changed as well. And sermons, they need to be changed into talks, talks that are based on movies and songs and cultural cliches. You see, the goal here is that if the church can look like the world and sound like the world, then the world will not hand out crosses to Christians, Christians who are supposedly friends with the world. Indeed, that is the tactic. Now, it must be said that when the teachings and the appearance of the church are changed, there may indeed be a reduction of crosses from the world and devil. Yes, to our surprise, when a church goes this way of changing, the church may even find itself popular in the eyes of the world and in the eyes of the devil. However, what we must acknowledge is that changing the church and changing the teachings of the church to eliminate crosses from the world is essentially leading Christians into paganism. Yes, into paganism. The only kind of Christianity, my friends, that is free from the crosses of the devil, free from the crosses of the world, is actually a fake Christianity. A pseudo-Christianity, a Christianity in name only. There's no such thing as a Christianity free from the crosses of the world and the devil. So if being a Christian, my friends, means that we have crosses to bear, crosses of suffering and pain that will make us uncomfortable and unhappy, And if we realize the foolishness of all these options that we just mentioned, what shall we do? How do we survive with these crosses of suffering and pain from the world and the devil? What should we do with the knowledge that we cannot escape these crosses? Should we lose hope? Should we crumble? Should we throw in the towel and cash in? Now, dear baptized saints, not at all. You see, we must consider our gospel reading yet again. Jesus says very clearly that all of this life under the sun, this life in the here and the now, the life with all of its crosses, Jesus says it will be a little while. That is to say, Jesus, he does not call us to flee or to fight. He does not call us to water things down to somehow avoid a cross. And Jesus does not say that the crosses will be removed in this life. Instead, he says that this life with its crosses will not endure. Indeed, you and I cannot escape the crosses of the devil and the world. However, they do have an end, and their end is a little while. You see, there will be a time in the future where you, each and every one of you, will no longer remember the anguishes of this life under the sun. That is right, your sorrow will not last forever but it will be turned to eternal joy. You may be in the darkness right now, but take comfort that there will be a dawn of glory. 
as for the time being, and as we continue to walk through this life under the sun, my friends, cling to the promises of God's word. Yes, cling to the promises of God's word, the promises that are for you. Yes, continually receive the sacrament of this altar that is given and shed for you. Remember your baptisms, making the sign of the cross, remembering who you are, that you are the baptized, that God's name has been placed upon you. Patiently endure any misfortune that you find yourself incurring. Comfort yourself with the truth that God the Lord is with you in his word and sacrament as you live this life under the sun for a little while. Yes, comfort yourself with Jesus' word that this life that you live is only a little while. You are living in the little while of this life. Know that as tough as it gets in this life that the Lord holds not only the beginning but the end of this world. He is the beginning and the end. Therefore, we shall not fear what is in the middle because it is only a little while. Dear baptized saints, the Lord Jesus Christ, he has all things in his hands. The wind, the sea, sickness, disease, death itself have all submitted and will submit to Christ once again. Therefore, dear Christians, let the devil, let the world and all the storms of life rage on. Let the crosses be what they may persecution and pressure and slander and accusation and attacks and so forth. Let them have their worst, for they can only do so as God permits them, and they can only do it for a little while. This day, take comfort, baptized saints. There is an end. There's an end to the suffering, an end to the persecution, an end to sin, an end to pain, and an end to the devil himself. It is only a little while. Be patient, wait it out, and take courage. It is only a little while. And after the little while, Christ holds you in complete victory for eternal life forever. In the name of Jesus, amen. Strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you.